The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, thanks for those WhatsApp voice notes. And, uh, you know, one of our listeners bringing the issue of uh, our SABC reporter, Samkele Maseko, an important um, important update to actually note. You know, Samkele Maseko came under very serious threat from some of those um, those that had gathered. In fact, you know, he they assaulted him. They assaulted him, and um, he had to be rescued from that situation uh, by Zbungalwa, who's the Newsroom Africa politics editor and also the Santa Fe a chairperson but again no action was taken against the people who did that they were left alone to simply continue with their lives like nothing happened and that's the sense of lawlessness that um it must really be condemned people can't just fire gunshots into the air and there's no consequence you and i can't do that so then why shouldn't the rules apply the same to everybody and I think that's really part of, 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 of the conversation here. Well, we're going to turn our attention now to the Northwest. And that's, of course, where we are dealing with really what is a poor state of affairs when it comes to the municipalities in that province collectively. The Auditor General has, of course, expressed concern about uh, the lack of, lack of skills, when it comes to those municipalities and the appointment of officials that are not qualified enough to deal with financial matters. And one of the things that has also been highlighted is that in the Northwest, 12 of the province's 22 municipalities failed to submit their financial statements for auditing. They simply did not bother to send in those statements. We only had 10 of those municipalities submit the financial statements for auditing. Patrick Dean takes a look. The Auditor General's report on the financial year under review has revealed that the Northwest municipalities have an increase on irregular expenditure of 4.4 billion rand and unauthorized expenditure of 3.9 billion rand. Over 120 million rand has been spent on consultants, yet this has not yielded any positive results. A local government expert, Mielani Mkabela, has attributed pure performance in municipal audit outcomes to the appointment of incompetent officials. And municipalities are expected to hire qualified staff in the financial department so that they are able to prepare financial statements that are required by the Auditor General. It is within each and every municipality to ensure that the HR department uh, identify competent uh, staff uh, component uh, that will be part of their team. According to the DA's Freddy Sonakile, an agent skills audit is needed. And what we've been saying all along at the Democratic Alliance is that go and do skills audit. Because for you to incur so much money on consultants, it means that you don't have the necessary skills. For you to end up being under administration, for you having to have high irregular expenditure, is as a result of not having the proper people employed. They employ comrades. Comrades are not qualified, most of them, who are there. They're just title holders. EFF Provincial Secretary Papiki Babuile says there's a clear lack of proper governance and accountability in the province municipalities. All the recommendations of the Auditor General are not followed and this is because there are no systems in place and there are no consequences on a failure for those who are in charge to account in those municipalities. We would like to reiterate our position that 
there is no governance in this province. Spokesperson for the ANC IPC, Kenimorolong, hopes that the situation will improve after the upcoming local government elections. Clearly over the years, there's been no proactive action in dealing with control weaknesses flagged in prior years. And there's been glaring accountability failures and absolutely no consequence management. The IPC has reflected on all these matters. No doubt, the ANC will have to ensure that it will, through this forthcoming local government election, deploy skillful, knowledgeable and ethical leaders as public representatives who will bring much needed stability and ensure that our municipalities exercise required financial prudence. Meanwhile, Mkabela has suggested that the Office of the Auditor General should in the meantime assist municipal officials with training in handling financial matters. I am Patrick Tintoa in Mahike. Well, let's take you then to the northwest. The Samu Provincial Secretary in that province is Vincent Dipoko. Vincent, good morning to you and thanks for your time this morning. Morning and uh, morning to the viewers of uh, SAFM. I suppose you didn't need the Auditor General report to give you a sense of what is happening in that province because the deficiencies, the breakdown in governance, and that, that's really what it is. It, 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 in some instances, it is a complete collapse of, of governance. These are things that you see on the day-to-day basis. Thank you very much. I think for more than five years, we have been raising the, the similar issues. Uh, regarding to maladministration, uh, lack of consequence management in terms of finances of the municipality. I think in our provinces, it's the only province that are poor in terms of uh, recording of the financial statement and everything. One of the challenges that is highlighted, of course, by the Auditor General is not just the lack of submission of the reports, but that even where reports have been submitted, there's still a full challenge in having municipalities declare where money has gone and why it has gone there. Yeah, I think we have been raising these issues that uh, people must account for using money that uh, are not supposed to be used. And uh, people must account because most of the municipalities are not accounting for fruit, uh, fruitful expenditure and uh, and uh, using money where it, it was not meant to be used. So it's been a challenge and it's been a hectic challenge because we've got uh, management that are not skillful, management that are politically appointed, Mm. management that are dealing with workers each and every day. The thing that that makes the situation worse is the fact that government is seen to be unresponsive to all of these concerns. They're not doing anything about it. Yeah, I think you are correct because we have been engaging with the MEC of local government we have been engaging with a lot of stakeholders. Uh, I think you are correct. Government are not uh, at forefront to assist these municipalities. Uh, that one, we cannot deny it. We can agree with you that uh, government is not on board. 
Vincent Dipoko is the Samu Provincial Secretary in the province. And I did say that we were scheduled to speak to uh, the Cocta MEC in that province. Uh, but unfortunately, he's not available. Uh, China Dodovu, who has been appointed the head of the interven- intervention st- uh, strategy, he was then scheduled to come on. Unfortunately, he uh, has not been available since he committed to coming onto the show. We haven't been able to reach him, which means that um, there is no voice really that will represent those that are currently in some form of leadership that is supposed to be steering a different path for municipalities in the northwest. Mr. Dodobu is the head of the intervention strategy there. Uh, but again, they, they are now not available to be part of this conversation. Let me welcome Fanu Dutoid, who is the MP uh, for the Freedom Front Plus and also sits on the ad hoc committee. Mr. Dutoid, good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for the opportunity. Let's talk then about perhaps just the the reflections that we've had from the Auditor General about the state of municipalities in the Northwest Province. Yes, I mean, the state of the municipalities in the the Northwest Province is very bad. And um, I mean, as everyone can agree, it is not necessarily improving. Over the past few years, we receive uh, reports from the Auditor General stating that there's fruitless and wasteful expenditure, etc., etc. Mm. And all these issues are flagged. And um, what government has been doing the past few years is, yes, acknowledging that um, there are issues, but they do not necessarily rectify the problems that are persisting in local municipalities. And that is as a result of the cadres that are still in position. It seems as if um, selective... Uh, law enforcement is is taking place. We're well aware that the president announced that the SIU must be established to uh, intervene and to do investigations into alleged fraudulent activities with regards to the PPE scandals in the northwest province, and um, as well as the Hawks. And um, yes, we do receive reports, but again, it seems as if selective. Uh, uh, law enforcement is taking place. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, with the, the Auditor General reports being submitted, my question is, is someone really doing anything about it? Because government uh, obviously uh, receives those, those reports, uh, the municipal managers as well as the mayors. So the, the political management of municipalities do take note. This is not something new to them. But um, it, it, it doesn't seem as if consequence management is really taking place. And that's a great concern. Mr. Detoy, we've had a number of municipalities in that province be placed under administration, not barring the fact that that has been part of the steps that have been taken, whether at a provincial or national level, to try and, and intervene and improve the state of affairs. The Auditor General still describes in her report that there is a persistent lack of responsiveness and non-implementation of preventative controls and that that requires urgent attention. So what I read that as is that the situation, despite the interventions, is still not being corrected, which means that it is intentionally being allowed to remain as it is, if not worsen, and 
This is despite whatever action that, that seems to be taken off, on the periphery of, 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 of the situation. No, that, that is the truth. Um, I've said in quite a few of the debates that um, what's currently happening in, in the Northwest specifically is you have an ANC government municipality where um, financial mismanagement is taking place and there's a lack of service delivery. Then the ANC appointed or elected MEC intervenes to appoint uh, administrator that doesn't necessarily go through a vetting process that is chosen by hand by them. That administrator is then supposed to oversee all the proceedings in the municipal council, depending on what uh, level of section 139 the municipality is being placed under. These administrators are there for a period of time, are being moved around between municipalities, and municipalities are not necessarily better off after the administrators leave because there's no performance uh, 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 peak that the administrator must achieve mm-hmm. or is, uh, according to law. And uh, we even in the NCOP, in the National Council of Provinces, had a debate on this. And it's evident even Salgo agreed that putting a, a, a municipality under administration does not necessarily yield the, the, uh, the results that one would like to, to have. Uh, there's just no accountability. I mean, the past few months we've seen, if I can refer to the J.B. Marks municipality, Potsdam, an administrator was appointed. Um, he was then replaced by another one. And then that administrator uh, uh, alluded to the, the SRU mm. and um, the municipal manager as well as the CFO uh, are being under investigation at this, uh, are being investigated at this stage. But it's evident even uh, that the Premier, Job Makoro, confirmed that uh, putting a municipality under, under, under administration is not necessarily the solution because the political influence in municipalities is so great. The appointments, political appointments of uh, personnel working in the supply chain management in uh, uh, other departments is so great that you will not necessarily get rid Mm. of the corrupt culture that has been cultivated over the past few years. All right. Fanny, I'm going to ask you just to stay on the line. We'll continue our conversation with him and, of course, the SAMU representatives. You can be part of this conversation on 011-714-2006. That's where I'll take your calls. And on WhatsApp, 614 That's where you can send some of the WhatsApp voice notes. As you heard there, there is just no accountability that's how Fanny Detoy describes it. It's after 10.30 and Musa is standing by with your headlines. AFM 104 to 107 nationwide. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation taking a look at the state of municipalities in the Northwest Province. And part of the reason why we have actually done this outside of the municipal watch feature that uh, we have from time to time is that we have been getting calls from different people in that province. So from different municipalities who are complaining about the state of affairs and who are complaining about the state of service delivery. And they are wanting some form of accountability. And and we thought we'd be able to do part of that this morning and at least speak to the officials that are in charge of local government by way of the MEC uh, of Cocteau in that province or even 
the officials that have been appointed to head the intervention strategy in that province. They were confirmed to come on, but they've since decided um, to be unavailable. They've since been unavailable and they're not responding uh, to calls and messages from our producers. And that's part of what has been happening, you know, over the last couple of hours. They were confirmed, however, to be part of this conversation. And accountability is a big thing. Residents want to know that when they do not have water, there is somebody that is working on ensuring that that water will be restored or that whatever service that they need in order to continue their lives, that that service will be restored. Unfortunately, the sense that one gets out of the Northwest province is that there is no political will to actually change the situation. The situation is being left to be what it is. And I would even suggest that the reason why that is the case is because there are people that are benefiting from this collapse of governance in that province. So within the different municipalities, there are networks and there are groups that are benefiting from those municipalities being in the state that they are in, which is why there is no will and no effort being made to change the situation there. Kandisa, you're calling us from Matlosana in the Northwest. Good morning to you. Cafe? Hello. How are you? I'm well, thank you, sir. No, thank you, man. Cafe? Cafe, man, look, you know, the situation here in Northwest is worrying. Uh, people are not getting service delivery. There's no service delivery. Townships are very dirty, dirty, dirty. Mm. There is uh, this, this thing of uh, IPC. That is a problem in, in, in our province. Because these people who are in uh, IPC are the ones who get tenders from IPC, IRC, are the ones who get tenders for, for service delivery. You, you, and they do nothing, Kathy. Kathy, let me tell you, you get MEC of finance. It's an ITC member. Mm. Yeah? And uh, he got interest in politics to be elected as one of a uh, coming, one the conference of uh, uh, ANC in the province is coming. He made sure that uh, he, they, they will destroy other municipalities. They don't support municipalities. You know, especially the, the, the copter and uh, finance, they have to see that all to, to support this uh, municipality so that the, the municipalities can get a clean audit. You see, now there's no there's no any support that municipality. They fight other people in Bali. They want to remove this one. They want to put this one. They want because they want to loot all of them. Mm. So, Kandisa, no group is, is better than the other. You, you're finding no a situation that, that the contest is really about who can get their hands on the resources, but it's not true, about changing the state of affairs. It's true, Kathy. Let me tell you, Kathy. The president of ANC, Cyril Ramaphosa, when he was a deputy president, he came here, here in Cuba. 
There's a place in Kumane. He said, uh, people who are staying in the hostel there, he said to them, look, we are going to build you a, a family unit. They took those people, they built other temporary structures, uh, next to the graveyard. Those people, they, that, that place, they spent a lot of money there, a mm-hmm. lot of money. Let me tell you what is happening now, Kefi. Those people, they have to be removed again. There are, there are temporary structure again that is built in other places. Why they don't take those people, they give them uh, permanent uh, houses? You see, it's only looting here in the West. There's, there's nothing. There's no political will. Everybody is doing as he wish. Oh, um, uh, can you yes, say it's, it's very bad here. Yeah, it's very bad. Yeah, even, yeah. even, even this section hundred case. Mm. Then you got, you have section hundred. You have section uh, one thirty nine. those those administrators. There were municipalities before. There were municipalities before. The chairperson of 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 NCOP China Dodov. He got interest. Yeah, it, it does not help this province. You make problems for, for this province. So, these, they, so, they, so, so there are no neutral players, Candisa. There are no Sorry, neutral. Kathy. Are you saying that there, there, there are no neutral players? There's no neutral uh, player here, Kiss. That's why we said we want Supra Mahuma Peru to come back. Because let me tell you why, why, why Supra was fight. They were fight. These people, they were fighting Supra. Uh, case. There's nothing Supra did wrong here. It's only because people, they wanted to do what they are doing now. You see? Okay. They are looking. Okay, Candice. They give their friends businesses. They give their families jobs. If, if you, you can go to Mafike today, Keith. You'll get people, all, all of people who are fighting Supra are working there in the Mafike. All, all of right. them. All right, Candice. Let's pause Thank it there. You. Let's give others an opportunity also just uh, to to come on. Interesting as as Kandisa is 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 still you know making as he's making those comments. I was looking at some of the notes that I made last night, and this is an important one, right? So in the Auditor General report, they say that the money spent on consultants at ten municipalities. These are the ten that actually submitted their audit results. It increased to 122.9 million rand. This was from 93.2 million rand in the previous year. The salary bill of the finance units in that province amounted to 168 million rand. So you have municipalities spending 122 million rand on consultants, while the officials that they have employed in their finance units are costing them 178 million rand. The unfortunate thing, what it, what makes all of this worse, is the fact that the use of the consultants was a futile exercise as it yielded no tangible value. There was no reason for these people to be here because they didn't improve anything. Ah, okay. Calm down. Let, let, let me go to, back to 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 Fanny Detroit, who is an MP for the Freedom Front Plus. Uh, Fanny, you are of course having to deal 
firsthand with the lack of delivery. But what is also seen as money that is being spent in a fruitless and a wasteful manner, because if there's no result for these consultants, there is no reason why these municipalities need to be spending these kind of budgets on them. Kathy, yes, um, that is the truth. I mean, the, the figures that you are mentioning is, is uh, mind-blowing with the amount of money that, that's being spent at this, at this stage uh, and the necessary results isn't yielded. I want to uh, respond to what the, the caller uh, mentioned to Tandise with regards to the, the Kuma settlement. Uh, I'm aware of that situation and how this whole thing basically uh, evolved, if I, if I can use the way, mm. with people being um, lured to the portion of land that is not suitable for a human settlement. Uh, that is because of it, 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 it's a dolomite. And there's also a, a Sassol pipeline, fuel pipeline, running underneath that, that piece of, of land. But uh, it's, it's alleged that the, the, the person that lured them there uh, it's also the person that uh, put his name in the hat to um, to tender to to build RDP houses. Mm. So um, that is an illegal settlement. The police were uh, was 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 told about that initially, um, but again there was no political will for the municipality to intervene and the municipal the municipal manager as custodian of that land to act promptly uh, to prevent that large amount of people from being uh, settling there and having to be uprooted again and moved to a suitable area where there is decent um, water, electricity, etc. So that is, that is still a progress that is ongoing. And then with regards to his mention being made of Suprabhma uh, Mapelu, uh, the gentleman must just remember that according to the reports that were submitted to us and one of the main reasons why the Northwest Province was placed under uh, Section 100 intervention was as a result of the large amounts of um, irregular expenditures that emanated from the Premier's office. And uh, what's also concerning is nowhere in the reports that were submitted to the Section 100 ad hoc committee was mention made of Supramama Pelu. Um, in, in, in spite of the fact of that large amount of funds that is being investigated. So that is a, that is a great concern. Uh, I will not necessarily... Well, let me, let me stop there. I mean, okay. I want my personal opinion. Okay. Um, yes, and, and uh, with regards to the unfunded budgets that's emanating from these consultants, that is the truth. That is still taking place. Um, but unfortunately, the ANC is steamrolling ahead and that is to the detriment of mm. people that stay in the northwest province that do not get uh, a service delivery. Mr. Dipoko, is there anything that you want to reflect on right now? Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I think we have, we have touched on number of, number of issues that led to the situation of northwest to be collapsed. Uh, one is that uh, I don't want to speak about... Uh, the 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 portrait uh, Supra because this province is in the, is in this mess because of the same person uh, who was the premier by that time. But as the union, we have been consistently raising issues of uh, service providers 
uh, in municipalities, like we are saying, most of the financial statement was done by the consultant, mm. and they have been paid uh, huge money because of javelin. And you will remember that we have been raising issues of uh, municipal managers and CFOs who have been deployed from one municipality to the other. Uh, they were recycling because of their lack of capacity. But we'll, we'll, we'll raise this issue with the NEC that uh, consequence management must be taken on board. Uh, anyone must account, of course. We can't uh, be led as if uh, there are no people in the Northwest. And uh, service delivery, it, it, it's been jeopardized because of this political infight mm. and uh, municipal manager and CFO who don't have qualified uh, quali- who are not qualifying uh, where they've been appointed. And as a union, how are you... So when, when you raise these issues internally and there is no response, what further recourse do you believe you have? Hello? When you raise these, these matters as the Municipal Workers Union internally and they're not, they're not responded to, what further recourse do you have? No, I think you'll remember that uh, most of the employees, uh, employer actually in the province, they are politically appointed. Mm. So when we raise these issues, they will they will feel that uh, we are being politically engaging them and we are raising issues of workers. Pure issues that affect workers every day. Uh, you'll remember that even now, most of the municipality does not have tools of trade. They've appointed service providers to perform uh, some of the uh, work that have been done by workers. So they will never listen to us because they've got agenda uh, to loot the little money that we mm, have uh, mm. in, that, in our municipality. Mm. Let me go to Uncle Joa. Uncle Joa, good morning. You're calling us from Valcom. Welcome back to the show. Oh, Jeffy, mm. good morning to you and welcome back to the show as well. <laughs> Thanks, Uncle Joa. Yes, greeting to all the uncles and all the listeners <laughs> of the SASM. All the uncles, eh? <laughs> yes, particularly Uncle JJ. I was waiting for you to mention him. Go yes. for it. Kathy, uh, le- let me just uh, start by the issue of uh, the report of AG. You see, when when AG uh, gives a report, in the report you will see that he also they also cover some corrective measures to say on this one here we are going to give you a qualification audit, and then these are the measures that you need to pull put in place so that you can improve going forward. So the report of AG is is not necessarily looking at the bad side of things, but it has got those recommendations that are aimed at helping the organization Mm. to improve. Now, the challenge that you are having, uh, Kathy, is that if you go and look into the previous uh, uh, audit report of of the province you will see that they are almost the same 
They got this report previous year. They still have the report even now. Mm. But if you go and look into the people that are responsible in the offices now, you and I are having the performance management system whereby the SABC is expecting you to perform up until a particular level. Mm. And if, if you don't perform to that particular level, there will be some corrective measures that are taken against you in order to help you to perform, you mm. see. If you can go and look into the comrades that are still sitting in the offices, you'll find that uh, AG has been given the report. But when you look into the structure, the very same people that were there 10 years back, 5 years back, they are still the very same person, you see. Now, this thing of getting, not getting, uh, or of, or of these reports that you are getting, it's something that is very much systematic. Ne? This is the opportunity whereby the comrades are using it in order to have their hands on the money. So, so, so Uncle Joe, Joe, what you're saying is that the officials within the municipalities those stay the same, even though sometimes the office bearers or some of the political appointments may change. The individuals in those municipalities who still have a fair amount of power in making decisions, those individuals have not changed, which is why the situation is not changing. That's exactly the point that I'm saying, Casey. And I think uh, those that are in the Northwest can also attest to that. But it normally happens like that. That is why you don't hear about any people that have been arrested, irrespective of, you know, this type of reports. Because you know what is happening? How does this report affect us as the people that are on the ground? It's on the issue of the service delivery. Mm -hmm. If you look into the huge amounts of money that you have read that have gone to the consultants without giving any service to the municipality, the huge amounts of money that has gone to the people, the employees, you know, who are most of the time just sitting around there in the office, you know, and, do, and doing nothing. You will see that this is the money that was supposed to be used in order to address the needs of the people on the ground. So that's where this whole thing affects the people on the ground. Uncle Every Joe? time mm-hmm. when, when the AG gives a report like this, it means that whatever this uh, mushrooming uh, uh, riots that you see on, on the street are actually, the protests are actually justified by this report. Uncle Joa, you know? we're going to ask you to leave it there for this morning out in Valcom, uh, reflecting on that report. Makosonge in Soweto, good morning to you. Good morning, Oskate. How are you? I'm well, thank you, sir. And your guest as well. Mm. Okay, um, in 2017 and 2018, we piloted the project in the Northwest Province under the, the leadership of Lucas Hatel, the, the, the soccer legend. Now, what, what, we, what we have found is that, remember when you pilot, you then assess the situation as well. So what we have found is that the psyche of the, of the province was not lining up with any progress. So I've stayed there till 2020 to try and, and assist and navigate the provincial, um, 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 the, the, provincial uh, the previous office to say, look, um, Lucas has raised funds internationally, but you guys are not ready 
in order to for 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 for, for, for the programs that you wanted to do. Mm. Now I wanted to assist them because you cannot lead without leading the psyche of those you are leading. There's no way because what happens is that you're doing things this way and they are thinking this way. So up until the province addressed the psyche of the province, the leadership of the province addressed the psyche of the, of, of the province, there's nothing that will come right. That will come right. And thank what, you, you. And, and, and what project did you want to do, Marco Sonke? No, um, we, we, we wanted to do a sports development project there. Mm. And, and with, the, with the objective of building a, a, a talent academy um, um, uh, in the province. Because remember, Lucas Katebe was discovered in Buputatwana mm. at that particular time. It was Buputatwana at that particular time. Mm. And, and it was developed there. So he wanted to firstly invest in the province that he was um, um, a nurtured to be the person that he is. So he wanted to help the prov- that, that, that particular province. And hence, he asked me to stay behind to try and, 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 and deal with the psyche. Of, 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 of the province so that when it comes, then we are able to do something of substance in that province. But unfortunately, I end up leaving because, I mean, since from 20, I was there since from 2017 till 2020, no, 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 I was, we're not getting anywhere, mm. Kathy. So we would, would, would have assisted that province. And whatever we wanted to, because we wanted to deal with the psyche, it would, it, that project would even help the nation in, in, in the pandemic that we are dealing with currently, because then what we were doing there, we were, we were supposed to pilot, we were supposed to take it to the nation and to the continent at large. Oh, so this yeah. this whole situation that we are dealing with, also of the pandemic, would have been dealt with better. Because one thing I've learned, as Lucas was mentoring me, is that he would he would deal with your mind when he leads you, and make sure that your mind is lining up with whatever it is that he wants you to do. Thank you, Oskar. Well, it certainly is unfortunate that the people of the Northwest now have to miss out on this great idea, the talent that could have been discovered, that could have been groomed. Uh, you know, that will now not happen due to the inefficiency of the municipalities there. Fanny, let me bring you in here and perhaps just your closing remarks. Yes, um, Cassie. It is a great concern that the service delivery is in the state that it is currently in. We cannot um, move around the fact that underspending that takes place and has been taking place for the past few years in the Northwest province. Now, this is funds that were made available by governments for different projects, be it um, water, electricity, human settlements, agriculture, uh, all of that. And uh, the funds were not spent uh, sufficiently as a result of, um, let's call it tenderpreneurs, as, as a result of people not being able to, to do the work, and also as a result of the political will not being there. I think one of the main reasons that we have this dire state in municipalities is because of current legislation that allows for appointments to take place on a basis of, of BEE where people are being appointed on the basis of race and not necessarily on the basis of qualification. And when I say that, I want to include BEE uh, people that do qualify for BEE that might be the best candidate for the work, but that uh, that person might not be politically connected. And that is the reason why that person is not appointed in the, in the said position. So this legislation degrades a candidate and labels them. 
I do not think that the local elections could have come at a better time uh, than October this year. Uh, hopefully, the voters will vote with their conscience and uh, not fall into the trap of being uh, dependent on, 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 on government, since we are a, a welfare province at, at this stage. And uh, the more people, mm. new councillors we get elected in this municipality, the, the greater oversight role can be played in municipalities. Right. And the council can then put pressure on the municipal manager, etc., for consequence management to take place and for the corruption that is uh, in municipalities to be rooted out. Fanny People Detroit. deserve service delivery. Thank you, Cathy. Fanny Detroit is an MP for the Freedom Front, plus he also sits on the Ad Hoc Committee. Uh, let me go to Vincent Dipogo. He is uh, a member of SAMU in that province. Uh, Vincent? Thank you, Cathy. Very briefly for me, wrap up your thoughts. Yeah, I'm saying to you, uh, that's why we are having this challenge, because I will make you a typical example of one of the municipalities. Uh, one of the municipalities in the Northwest have paid more than $6 million for court cases. That was not meant for that purpose. Uh, the money was meant for service delivery, but it went and be used on the other platform. That's why service delivery has been affected in this province. When you check your 2019-2020 audit outcomes and check your 2020-2021 audit outcomes, it's the same outcomes, but this one is very bad mm. because of lack of skills, lack of ethics, lack of consequence management, and... Uh, one of the, 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 the lessons I have said, uh, on your audit report, there are recommendations All right. each and every year. But municipality does not function that recommendation because of their narrow interest. Vincent, I'm going to ask you to leave it there for us this morning. Vincent Dipoko is the Samo Provincial Secretary in the Northwest. So the situation, as you hear, is quite dire. But it's being allowed to to stay that way. It's serving some interest. There are people that are benefiting from this situation in the Northwest. And, and I think that is the, the important issue to keep remembering. It's 11 o'clock and Musa standing by with your latest news.